episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It has been too long, PJ. Game two of the finals wrapped up last night. Let's talk about that and everything else that's been happening in the last week, two weeks. It's been, like I said, I can't remember. It's been so long. PJ, you're with me, man. What's going on? Yeah. Sorry, everyone. We were dying of a plague. Yeah, when I say sick. we, I mean me. A little sick. We little intended little to record an episode. Yeah, we intended to record an episode before the finals, and then I went and got a 102 degree fever, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to pull off the Jordan flu game performance on a podcast. It was it was bad news bears. So, but you sound great today. Yes, I obviously I sound amazing now. The bravado's back in the voice and. And give you all goosebumps now as you're listening to the sweet, sweet sound. I've been just, yeah, doing, drinking nothing but hot water, lemon, and honey, you know? Well, I think it's going to pay off today. I'm excited to talk about. And I did it so uh, we could have. Games one and games two. Yeah, and now I, I positioned it this way so we could just have complete revisionist history on uh, all of the, you know, pre dumb stuff we were going to say about the finals. Well, I think it goes without saying, but you and I had Raptors winning Game One and Warriors winning Game Two. Like that was that was going to be our prediction if we did record last. Obviously, week. obviously. I mean, my my series prediction uh, was Warriors in Five, so we're still on pace for that. Yeah, so all I, Warriors I, had to do was take care of take one. It doesn't matter if they won the first or the second one, folks. They just had to win one. They they took care of business. So now you think they win games three and four at home? And yeah, once KD comes back. Yeah. Have we? He is not officially. There's the status for his his status for game three is unclear still. I believe. I'm not super optimistic that he is going to play in game three, but yeah, for it for sure. Well, the report over the weekend being the all it would take is maybe one practice and then he would be back playing kind of led me to believe like Tuesday tomorrow shoot around see him and it just might be might be all we need to get uh or when I say tomorrow I mean probably you know this will be coming out on Tuesday so later today we might be getting news that he's he's participating shoot around is gonna play in game three um I think some of that probably depends on, yeah, with Clay. I mean, Clay's probably the more of the concern of the Warrior injury, so if he's down and then you're not sure about KD, that makes well, things think, pretty dicey. Yeah, they really, they desperately need KD back. That goes without saying, but they, with Clay dealing with a hamstring injury now, and it's not, he's going to play, but that may affect his ability to be matched up against Kawhi might throw his game off a little bit. They also lost... Um, Come on, Looney. They lost Looney with a broken collarbone. It came out that it was a sprain collarbone last night, and the second that I saw that, I was like, oh. He broke it? <laughs> yeah, he has a broken collarbone. He's out indefinitely. Oh, I uh, didn't see that. Yep, that was just announced like a half an hour ago or so. God damn, Kawhi's just a... 60% Kawhi's still destroying people. So and that, that, that shouldn't yeah that, that shouldn't be 
a huge deal, but he's been great for them in the playoffs. And Boogie coming back, we're going to get to dive into this a little bit more, talking about game two. But Boogie was was very encouraging to watch him play last night. Uh, I don't like the most. The one thing that he, regardless of how he's moving and how he's fitting in with the offense or on the defensive side of the ball, the one thing that he really brings to the table is his passing has just been great in games one and games two. He played 28 minutes last night. He's going to need he's If KD doesn't play in game three, they are going to need him to play those minutes again. Jordan Bell is about to get a lot of run. Uh, Jordan, which... It is going to be a... Game three is going to be freaking weird if KD does not play. And KD coming back, like how many minutes can you play him in his first game back too, you know? Yeah, I don't think that they're going to be trotting him out for 40 minutes i think they're going to try to keep him around 30 minutes or lower but we'll have to see how he's feeling i don't think he's gonna be on a minutes restriction when he comes back man maybe not a minutes restriction but if you're steve kerr you're not wanting to have kd out there 40 minutes that's all i'm saying like has anyone is is i was gonna say has draymond played 40 minutes yeah they both played 41 minutes last night well i they, I mean, that, Quinn Quinn Cook played 21 minutes, <laughs> and he played well last night. He was he was really good. He, they needed him, uh, and Steph, yeah, Steph played 41 minutes too. But uh, Iggy and Demarcus both played 28 minutes. Yeah, I mean, but they, yeah, I mean, they needed it, and it just, I mean, kind of how that the game progressed. It just was. He had that unit of, you know, once Clay went down, Quinn Cook kind of filled in there. But otherwise, I mean, with Boogie, Iggy, and um, Steph, I mean, that group, like, that was really the, the, the group that was keeping them keeping them in the game. Uh, <laughs> also, I mean, like, Kawhi looked really kind of injured yesterday. <laughs> and so, I mean, there was that – during that entire third quarter run uh, that the Warriors were going, I mean, like, he disappeared for most of it to, like, the last five, you know, about the five-minute mark, I think I remember, like, him right. kind of being, getting the ball back and actually, you know, getting going again. And, I mean, he was, I mean, he was still effective in the fourth. Uh, but, yeah, there's, I think both sides are pretty, at this point, yeah, pretty banged up, but there's nothing... Um, but I mean, like to go back to the Looney point, just for a, a I mean, like, yeah, he was their best you know, pick and roll defender. Um, and he was he was allowing them to do a lot of defensively. Uh, to especially, I mean, with Gasol in there, I think it kind of it works in the Warriors' favor. But it's like when Gasol's not in there, and if they have Siakam kind of playing more of a five. They've that's where they're they're kind of exposed now. I think without without Looney for sure, because I mean and his ability to switch inside and just everything he was able to do for them. Um, but the same point, like you know, they haven't lost the best defender in the series, which is Draymond. I mean, he's been unreal both games. Um, I've been really I've really been enjoying watching Draymond like he's actually he's been pretty close to to brilliant I mean he and he basically called shutting down Siakam and they did in game two so um he's 
I know he is getting praise, but I, it still seems like I mean, like obviously Boogie was the kind of the headline um, coming out of that game last night in a lot of ways, just because of basically low expectations and then what was able, what he was able to deliver. But like Draymond's just been excellent, and like I yeah, just, he, like we take it for granted for granted. I think with him, seventeen ten and nine last night, he had a triple double in game one. He did not have a great game in game one. The one thing that he really needs to get, well, uh, to get I mean, a handle on. Well, turn. he was very – he had a lot of turnovers. Yeah, he needs to, yeah. He, he's had a handful of turnovers in game one and game two. And it's one thing if you're just – you're running the offense and and you make a bad pass here and there. Like, he's just trying to push the tempo way, way, way too much and trying to th- – and just throwing some kind of silly passes overhead. Uh, but he he has been he has been great and he's been great defensively. Uh, although Siakam got him a little bit in game one, he was really good last night. But I mean, and he's going between Siakam and Kawhi. I mean, for mo- the, at, almost the entire oh, game, you're like asking a lot. You're asking a lot from him. But yeah, last night he, he shot fifty percent from the field. Versus in game one, he was two of nine, <coughs> and some of the shots they were giving him shots. Like if he making those couple extra buckets really I mean no brainer helps them uh, and when he can put up you know 15-ish points versus 10 they're going to need that when KD's not playing that's all and especially when Clay yeah. is out for at the end of the game too but what what's going to be interesting Which... I think to see Kyle Lowry's just been he did not have a very good game if you look at the box score in game one uh, but I thought that he actually played pretty well. He had the dagger three at the end of the game. He got the team involved. He had finished with nine assists. Uh, he was kind. Of, he was all over the place. Defended well. Did a good job on Curry when he was on him. He was he was a no show last night. I mean, I thought he. Uh, I wouldn't he, say no. He fouled but. out of the game. He was minus seventeen when he was in there, and he played almost exclusively when Kawhi was in the game. If like. I would be Van Fleet. There's a reason Van Fleet got more minutes than Kyle Lowry last night. Well, he was like, yeah, I mean, because Van, I mean, Van Fleet's Fred, been on fire the last. Yeah, six games. I mean, he was in. I mean, Fred Van Fleet's got some dog in him. I mean, he was, he wanted to be in that game. I mean, yeah, but like, I wouldn't just, I can, I don't think you can really single out Kyle Lowry from the Raptors side from last night because it just there was a lot of those dudes, a lot of those dudes that were were doing well in Game One. When they were struggling in game two, like none of them really seemed that interested or really like had like displayed any bit of confidence or, or put anything in, in my mind where I was like, oh, this is if the, if that guy starts going there, they will be in trouble. I mean, Siakam didn't look confident. He was struggling. I mean, everyone that struggled in that game, there was a no once. Once they had, they had, that had been established, there was no point in my mind where I thought any of those dudes were going to come, you know, back and, and show up and like you know figure it out later. Um, and yeah, they I think did. what it's it's crazy. I don't know how they were in a position to almost get a steal and in, in a position to tie the game at the end. I mean, it, the Steph's pass that ultimately ended up going to Livingston and then out to Iggy for the wide open three that sealed yeah. it. Yeah. That should have been like Kawhi. I can't believe he didn't steal that. Yeah, no, I mean it's super. It's I feel like if you had that same play, and then they they you know Raptors have the ball going the other way. They could take the lead or at the very least tie. It's just, yeah, 
it's no, really it's... surprising. But their their little box and one they did on Curry, they Man. um yeah, I mean it slowed it slowed down the it for sure slowed down the Warriors offense in the fourth. So I want to ask you though, what do you so let's say it game three. Can you remember a game with so many question marks going into it like this? I mean, we've got game three. We're going into it, and we don't know if KD's playing. We don't know how healthy Clay is. We don't know how healthy Kawhi is. We don't know how much you can really play DeMarcus Cousins. What the hell is going to like? I just I, – what if the Warriors don't – let's say they, they can get Clay. Clay's going to play. Let's say they don't get KB, KD back for game three. Like, what is that team going to look like in this game? I mean, they're still I mean, going to be favored to win, but that's going to be that's going to be. We're talking I mean, about how much you're asking from Draymond on the defensive end. Probably the we same haven't really you're getting from him, and we haven't really gotten into what Steph is having to do, and especially when Steph had to do things on his or try to initiate the offense, get things going without Clay on the floor. What is Game Three going to look like with a with Clay? Less than a hundred percent. I think there's. I mean, if Clay, if those guys are playing, like at this, like with the Warriors though, and Jets, like if those guys are playing, I don't think it's going to be something where you can use that as like an excuse or anything. You know, and that's even on the other. I mean, even with like Kawhi too, I feel the same way. Like we, we shouldn't be able to use that as an excuse for them playing it's like if they're on the court they're on the court and they're gonna you know be able to do whatever and just gotta evaluate it just based on that like if they're above or below par themselves like yeah it's injury or not but that's just what you're getting out of them uh because like we can't then say like with boogie like oh boogie like because you use the reverse like well we know boogie's going off an injury he played well so for you you amplify at the other end it's uh it is just. It, I always. It is funny, and just in general, like it's no knock on any one person. It's just like as, as you look at this stuff, like injuries. Injuries help when the performance is, like it builds up the performance when they exceed expectations because we know there's an injury around. But then, if the performance is below our standard, what we expect, then it's an easy excuse to use why they weren't good. Right. Um. I mean, if Clay plays, they can't do their box and one. But even if they can do the box and one, like in my opinion, like it's, I don't think that's gonna work. I think they tried it. I think in a desperate manner. I don't think that you can do that all game. I think it's something that you have in your back pocket that you can implement in key possessions coming out of a timeout or something. Or if you want to try to, I mean, you need to make something happen in the fourth quarter. Like I, I think they pulled it out at the right time you can't, but i agree with you you can't you can't do that all game. but so but like in and like to i mean to not to try to contradict exactly what i just you know said a second <laughs> ago but like you know with Kawhi being injured and, and the level that you're getting out of him right now where there are moments where he doesn't look right like who who's the next guy on this raptors team though that you're legitimately like i'm gonna get consistent play out of from game to game because it's fred van fleet right now it might <laughs> be right it, it sure it might be like and that doesn't scare me i mean i know no. there's a lot around the warriors and everything but like this team's play together 
you know, the, the one thing I say they can't do is be in a situation where um, Aaron McKinney's like guarding Kawhi for significant minutes because that was just terrible. Every time he's been on him, Kawhi has just obliterated him. Yeah. Um, so as long as you're on that situation, I really liked when they switched it up in the third quarter. We start the third last night and put uh, Iggy on on Siakam and then let Draymond guard Kawhi. I think that might be something you start with in game game three for sure. Um, and then you know from there, I think it's yeah. I just I, I mean from from my perspective, like I know there's a lot and like. The Warriors obviously have these names and everything. You know, it's there's all their all of their guys being injured, but even going into the series, like that was my one thing with this. The Raptors was just like, who is going to be consistent? Who's going to give you basically four good games to help you be in a position to beat the Warriors? And there's no one really on this roster other than. And, than Kawhi, that's Kawhi. Yeah, like, I mean, I think you'll probably get like you'll probably get a Danny Green game out of this in like one of these games, these next two games. I feel like maybe, or maybe that game five when they get back in Toronto, like Danny Green's gonna like end up making like five threes in one of these games. I think Gasol will will be. Um, so I was just, he's a bit of a dark horse in this because he was he was great in game one. Yeah. I mean, he finished with 20 points and he had like seven rebounds. But that doesn't – he was – he hit a couple big threes early in the game. He took advantage of some really good looks in the post just to kind of slow things down for the Raptors and get them some yeah. buckets when they really needed to kind of – because the, the <coughs> weird thing – I don't well, want to talk about game one too much, but the really weird – the one thing that you were always expecting in game – one was that the Warriors would kind of get this run and take the lead. They cut it to three points, about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and that's the closest they got. And the Raptors just always had a counterpunch to it. Yeah. And it was I don't ever remember watching a Warriors playoff game where they didn't have that run in them. And we saw it last night. They had the eighteen nothing run that really broke things open in the third. But yeah, uh, I mean so. I think that I think that's going to be more of the same going through the rest of the series. I don't agree with you that it's going to end up being five games. I do think Toronto. I think it goes back to Toronto probably two two. Um, so if it was three one, it wouldn't surprise me. But I see it going six. I mean, Toronto's been Kawhi's Kawhi's really really good, and I just don't know what you're getting for. If I knew for a fact you're getting KD at eighty percent starting in game three at. I might agree with you. Yeah, five games is probably right because that gives you just they have so many more options if they can. Their lineups that with KD, they just have so many other things they can do. Well, I mean, just having KD on the court though, and having basically Kawhi's attention have to go towards him specifically is good for everyone else on the Warriors that can play. Oh yeah, you know, uh, the I mean the. The thing to just be to the contrast between game one and two. I mean, first, like game two was just one of like so sloppy in just general. Like, um, but that first half, I mean, I know the Raptors were up, but like, I think like the Warriors were able to from the get go be way more physical with the the Raptors and like Kawhi specifically. 
Um, it, you know, almost reverse of I thought game one, the Raptors were able to kind of be the more physical team, get away with a little bit more. Um, but like in that first half of game two, you saw like a lot of the like Gasol, Lowry, a lot of those dudes got in foul trouble pretty early in the second half. I mean, the first mm-hmm. half and like you saw their aggression and everything kind of come down and their physicality too. I mean, they were really, um, you know, I think being very conscious of their fouls a little bit more like, and you reverse that, like maybe this is just a, a byproduct of, uh, you know, not thinking he was going to end up playing as many minutes as he did, but like Boogie picked up a couple of quick ones and he looked really bad and slow and he got more aggressive as the game got on. And that could just have been him kind of in general, like getting more comfortable and everything as he was playing. But um, I think really like some of that piece of it too is where um, I think Toronto has the advantage, though, especially like inside and just being able to harass Steph. But um, I just, I don't see that. I don't see them chasing Steph around and doing all that. As long as Steph is and, and Steph was like sick, or I mean, have, is there anything come out officially of what, what was wrong with Steph? No, but that's that came out that he was sick. He was sick. Yeah. yeah. So not I mean, officially by any means, it's like uh, with one, that though. Like, all right, chase around, be physical with him, but like that dude's such a smart basketball player, and just in general, that's where I guess my biggest takeaway from like game two was that was a sloppy bad game that really I think that I mean you almost would think it would have helped the the Raptors more than anyone right especially you know they're shooting so bad and they're in that situation but like them they're kind of overplaying their hands sometimes on the the defensive side like the Warriors are a smart like well really well coached team and that's like not just their stars like they're they're role players too all the their guys on their team like know know what they're supposed to do at all times and that's where like the with the Raptors in some points like I think if you know guys guys know what to do when they're going but like there's there's not really a second option with them or there's not like a, a secondary you know role that some of these dudes can really play for them so we um, quick sidebar on just Kawhi in general it is crazy to me that we talk about all the time about how I mean, Kawhi's a robot he's the most boring superstar in the NBA blah 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 Kawhi is all over the place right now A, his all the rumors happen to do with his free agency apparently bought a house in Toronto that was reported today so read into that as you will but it certainly seems like he's going to stay in Toronto regardless of what ultimately happens in the series two Doc gets fined 50 grand for comparing him to Jordan and tampering, essentially. So there's that. He sued Nike today, or his representation sued Nike today for uh, borrowing using the claw symbol without uh, his consent. So. I just think that that's really funny that he's like literally report after report after report covering different things about him. And the other interesting thing is like what an investment for New Balance. I cannot like he he gets showed all the time for a quiet guys making lots of noise. Is that what you're trying to say? 
Yeah, and just like you, New New Balance has gotten a ton of airtime. Just one guy. Like they put their they put their chips in the right basket. Like they could have gone with someone. There's a little more under the radar. Like I mean, Converse went with like Kelly Oubre, but that's just just like kind of a guy that can wear their sneakers, and they're just starting to launch their sneakers. Those came out last week too. But like New Balance got a big name, just not a very sexy name, and they've gotten he's now on abc every night with new balance sneakers which i'm sure is going to help them in selling them i just think it's interesting there's my sidebar what a sidebar uh (laughs) i really haven't like i i've been i was i've been kind of burnt out from the whole free agency stuff um and really just like the i mean but i almost kind of get that way with like every year with this but it's like when the when it comes to the finals like i just am trying to almost just enjoy like like you you hold on to as much of it as you can like while we still have live basketball and just like focus on that piece and not i really appreciate that because we as soon as the finals are going to end within the next week week and a half ish finals are going to end we got the NBA draft on June 20th. We have free agency officially starting on June 30th. And so from really the 20th, that 10-day period, or I should say after the 21st, you know, 21st, 22nd, 22nd to the 30th, all there's going to be to consume in the NBA after the finals and the draft is going to be, boom, free agency now. Now it's rumor mill time. Now it's figuring out actually where everybody's going to go. Yeah. I mean, we'll we get plenty there. of time to digest yeah. all that then. So I, I like that you're staying away from it. I'm probably reading into it more than I need to. Um, yeah, but. man. It's just like, I think like I always get that way. I, um, like, especially like once the conference finals start, I kind of start to feel that way. But um, I mean, really too, like this whole Warriors thing, like, think everyone knows it's probably going to be over after this year um well, over and that kd is leaving well i mean you don't i mean you what I if they move be... draymond man what i don't know i mean not that they should because i think he's been brilliant and like he's but... he's proven more so in the playoffs how important he is to them but yeah i for sure man i i would i shit, a thousand percent get, agree if you get rid of him I mean, you and I have at length argued about Draymond Green. Um, and oh, I think yeah. that you and I have both come more towards the middle on him than me being way high on him and you being a little low on him. I think we're closer to the middle now than we used to be. But he, I've never been low on him. I've no, just... you, you haven't. Just lower, quite a bit lower than, than I was, that's all. And Whoa. Like, him as how important he was for the team i guess well i've never i've never said that draymond isn't important for the warriors i just have never thought draymond outside of the warriors is gonna do every you know exactly the same i mean i think draymond's value at its peak is when he is with all is in the Warriors system yeah he fits with them to a t when he and the the one thing that i always come back to with him i think about game seven in 2016 and what he was able to do and everyone remembers that as the game that they blew the 3-1 lead and that the Cavs won it all Draymond had 30-10-10 in that game (laughs) I mean 
he was unbelievable. He was the sole reason that they held a, a lead going into halftime. It was on fire and initiated the offense and affected the game in so many different ways. And when he's at his peak, that's how good he can be. Like his, you're not going to get that scoring from him that often, but you're probably going to get eight rebounds, eight ish assists, and amazing defense every night. Um, and w- considering they right now have three of probably the five, top five shooters in the NBA, you that's exactly what you need, right? KD goes away though, and I do question what what they do. Well, I mean, Livingston's a pro- Livingston's contract is a bit of an issue. Well, he might retire. And maybe Iggy will too, and that would maybe solve some of their problems. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they can use. Their like Boogie signs with another team. Uh, KD leaves. You have to you have to max Clay to keep him, and then you have almost no cap room to spend on anything. I mean, really, I mean they would come back to the the medium a little bit. Um... But they're still going to be really good, man. But it's just like, of yeah, course, it if they have play, if, if they have those three guys, they're going to be a top four team in the West, and possibly a contender. I just they're when they're when they won seventy three games, Iggy was better and healthier, and could play more minutes, and Livingston was the best mid-range guy you could have and a great change of pace that could really do some damage with second units (laughs) and they had leandro barbosa who was just like dynamite in those series for them and they do not have access to those guys anymore no i mean their bench is a lot different than it was and i mean it will um yeah i mean they were someone's gonna pay looney this year too he's gonna be gone uh, they, I don't know, man. They might, they, I mean, how much money is someone actually going to give Kevin Looney, man? I could see him getting $12 million a year somewhere. Really? Yeah, I do. I think he could be, a lot of teams will look at him as, like, Jared Allen. He could be, he could be that type of guy. He's not quite as explosive, but he's probably better defensively. I mean, that's $12 a bad million. Dollars. Oh, that's a bad GM if they're looking at I, mean, I agree. They Nurkic got paid that this summer. He got four years, twelve million. I I'm pretty sure Nurkic sent four years, forty eight. Looney could if Looney got ten, it would not. I wouldn't blink. You think an eye Kevin Looney's in ten million a year? He has been really good. He can oh. switch. He's a really good defender. He finishes well. He's smart. And. Teams have money. If, t- if this I know wasn't teams an off season, if this wasn't an off season that teams didn't have money to spend, I would I wouldn't be saying this. But I think hey. that hey. one of these teams is gonna is gonna throw them a contract. I I there's one thing one value I'll always hold true is that when NBA front offices have money, they find dumb ways to spend it more times than not. Um, but damn, I don't see that. That is of of a potential guys getting bad dumb money. I got a list. He would not be. If someone does that, then that will that will really surprise me. I'm telling you, I put the over under at nine nine and a half million, and I would take the over. I would but, gladly take the under. Uh, let's talk about the Rockets a little bit, PJ. Um. 
and then we can do shout outs and call it a day. But the Rockets are going to be an interesting team to see this offseason, which, by the way, we're, we're talking about you want to wait on free agency. We're not, we're not doing a free agency chat today, but one thing, this, the offseason, I think, will be one of the more crazy ones that we've had in the last couple of years. I think there's we're going to see a lot of crazy stuff happen. I think the Rockets could be – they're a very interesting team to watch because D'Antoni's extensions – are are no longer happening extensions conversation are no longer happening which certainly is making it look like there are some changes coming uh they owe chris paul a lot of money over the next three years of his deal signed an extension going into this past year they just signed clint capella to a five-year deal they have some really good contracts on their on their roster roster and pj tucker and eric gordon uh, so what do they do now? Because James Harden is getting paid forty between forty and fifty million dollars over the next couple of seasons. He's going to want to win, and we didn't really have a chance to talk about this, but a lot some con- contentiousness was reported between Chris Paul and James Harden in Game Six, uh, and prior to Game Six against the Warriors, where they ultimately their season came to a close so what did you think about these reports and ultimately if you're Daryl Morey what are you trying to do with this team well there's two things I mean one they've got like the new ownership that's they've been pretty cheap as hell is what everyone's kind of saying Um, so you got that going on so I think that's kind of at play with some of these coaches and like not wanting to pay them and the results and like I think, you know, this roster shakeup, too, I think is somewhat of that, too, is like, well, I could see the owner, this new, the new owner, which I'm forgetting his name now, um, of the Rock Space, being like, well, so you got to be this team that's like, we're going to be, you know, we'd be going in the tax, but like, you know, you've had this group together two years and you still lose the Warriors, so like, how is this group going to be able to... How, can, Daryl, how is this group gonna third time? There, that's is this is when they're gonna actually, you know, break through. Um, so I think it's fair. Um, plus, yeah, you look at how much money they signed Chris Paul to, and the idea of his age and everything like that. Like questions behind that, which I think a lot of people question when it happened, and like just the entire construction of the Rockets in general. Um, was great last year, but then going into this year it was really the kind of they knew we knew they had to retool, and it's it's as simple as like what were they going to be able to maximize and get to like it was their style of play going to be able to create an output that could beat the Warriors or not, and through two years you've seen it hasn't. Now do I think the style and approach needs to be completely tweaked? No, but like. As currently constructed, like I don't think this group in that system can give you that max output that they're looking for. Um, who we retool with and stuff, I think, all depends on yeah, what's available and what like how can you swap out these pieces and get similar but like upgraded at all of those you know levels. You know. So my opinion, I if I'm them, I I don't think that. I think next season is really PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon are not you're not gonna be able to get them back on what they're currently making. 
Uh, Eric Gordon is making $14 million next year, and then he's a free agent. P.J. Tucker is actually under contract for two more years. Yeah, he's got an Eight, amazing and, contract. Yeah, so He will not be traded. Uh, he will not be traded, but... I'm. I think Clint Capella is a trade chip. That this is. I yeah, think for get, sure. I think that this is. I mean, it's Capella some, or Chris Paul I'm, or both. I'm glad. I'm glad that you agree with me on this. I don't think everyone necessarily w- would. It's just like you have him under contract for four more years. But my thing is, he's really young. He is a great. He's a really good shot blocker. He's a great rebounder. Like, he's a center that you can have on average for about sixteen, seventeen million dollars over the next four years in the prime of his career, and. That to me, I know that centers you can get a center very easily. Like the yeah, Bucks but- got Brooke Lopez for three million dollars this year, and he was great for them. But Capella, I think if you can pair him with the right team, and you can find a point guard that is really great at executing and running a lot of pick and rolls with a center and a, knows how to run an offense with a rim running center like Clint Capella, I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, and if you can get additional cap relief and or some picks or a young asset in return a three and d type of guy for that i think you got to do it um just uh yeah i just don't know where is the only other center they have on the roster but like i said they can sign they can use their mid-level on a center this offseason the the one thing i see with the rockets it was like tell me where they're levered like yeah, who, though, is knocking down their door to get Clint Capella, who was looked kind of out of shape and, like, did not have a great season after getting paid? No. Um, he got bad some injuries, had a sure, slow start. But still. But he like, did not have a great season. Did not really impress or make people, you know, feel good about that money he got. Um, and, like, Chris Paul, yeah, he's an aging point, like, I just don't see where the leverage is where they're going to be able to find a like a willing participant that's going to give them stuff to actually where they're ultimately going to be upgraded at any of these positions. But, I mean, based on where other people land, you know, if it's the Lakers strike out and all of a sudden, like, you know, LeBron wants someone, like, yeah, maybe they can swap out. Chris Paul and get Brandon Ingram like straight up. Maybe that's. I think it would. I think it would be interesting. Not say I'm saying it's a good spell. Like maybe that's something you get desperate with the Lakers mess and like, you know, that's what you end up with. I'd be interested to see what the Hawks do with their two first round picks, and they have cap room, and they're not a huge free agent destination. And to get Capella, they have. They do not have a long-term answer at center. I mean, that's fair. That's not, I mean, and I think that Trey, he's not yeah. a bad pair with Trey Young, no. and you have John Collins that can, is not a great three-point shooter by any means. We can provide some. I'd be a little concerned with the spacing there, but of uh, uh, stretch five doesn't grow on trees, so I don't really know what your other options mm-hmm. are. I'd be I curious mean, to know if they could make something. That's not work a. There. That's not a terrible. But I don't right. think that's the worst. If you look, if you just look at teams throughout the league, though, most teams are not looking for a center. In fact, the or a point guard. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, who's who? Like, yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Like, I don't see that fit for that that perfect trade fit for them for any of the of these guys. 
No, I, I don't. I don't think it's there. Um, Unless, like, yeah, I mean, I don't. I was like, yeah, I, I can't really. I mean, I think that's that's going to move as certain pieces fall. But um, like, really, though, in general, like, yeah, them not extending D'Antoni to it's just like I don't think they're. I think you found a, a situation with them in some ways where like they committed long term to this plan the year before because they kind of had to because they didn't want to just be one and done with this group and contending. But now they're in a way we really don't want to go too far into committing with this whole core group because, like, you know, we don't want to basically in basketball hell and, you know, in the luxury tax and, and you know, competing for the seventh seed in the West every season. Right. Nope, I agree with you, man. Um, God, I'm. I pulled up Spot Track to look at cap figures and had the Rockets up, and now I'm just looking at the Wizards. <laughs> it is. Yeah, funny. Wizards are bad. I mean, that is grim. Bradley Beal's an interesting case this offseason. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do with yeah. him. I think he's a guy that you gotta kind of hang on to, but they just. I. Th- I mean, Ian, yeah. Ian May. Ian Mahimi for $15 million. That's rough. Um, do you have any shout-outs, BJ? I still haven't seen John Wick. God. I'm sorry. Dang it. That was a real reason. Sorry. It's got been very s- nice out. I purposely out. got sick just for that. It's been very nice out, and I haven't, haven't made my way into a movie theater, but... I will see that soon, and we can talk about it. Um, what else do I have? <laughs> that's, that's a what's uh, going on there, big guy. So what happens when you're scrolling through Twitter and doing a podcast at the same time, Ultra? Um, I don't really know if I have any shout-outs this week. That's okay. That's okay, man. It's, uh, um, let's just—I would say—shout out to Juan Howard for his uh, press conference, uh, Michigan press hey, here, conference. Here's a hot take. And shout out to the Chicago White Sox. Don't really care if uh, Chris Webber joins. You know, don't uh, really care. He can, if it wants dude. to be, if it wants to be the Fab Four, and Chris Webber wants to do his own thing. I'm fine with that. I'm not really. Don't feel like I'm really losing much by not having Chris Webber there. I just would like Chris Webber to no longer do NBA broadcasts. So whatever we can do to get him off that, I'm willing to get him on to anything else. Okay. Yeah, I know how you feel about that whole thing. All right, Peach. Well, finals, baby. We got at least three more games. Game three on Wednesday, game four on Friday, and then I think game six is the following Monday, um, or game five is the following Monday. Uh, I'm excited to see what hap- happens. Hopefully, Boogie can keep it going, and hopefully, I don't know. I know that you're saying Warriors in five, and I know you got you got some hatred going towards the Raptors, and I do too right now. But no, I don't have uh, I don't have hatred, man. I have nothing but this is all about Boogie getting a ring. It's about Warriors wrecking the league. Everyone that was talking crap about Boogie before, everyone was very quiet. This morning, in the world, like I do. All, listen, my man. My only point, 
my only point there was that I, it would be fun to see this go seven just so that nah. basketball can keep going. I guess, but I'm, I'm also I'm all here to let's just let's wreck the league officially. Warriors get boogie my get let's just get boogie's chip. He deserves it. He deserves it. Glad he has one finals game. I hope we get one more boogie game. That'll make me happy. Obviously, make him happy. I want him. I want my guy to get paid in some you know proper fashion next this off season, and get some gosh darn respect out of people. Yeah, and I, uh, I want to see. Very curious to see where he goes. Very curious to see where he goes. Yeah, he's got a. He'll have what a very the, interesting. What is the market for Demarcus Cousins? I still. I think it's going to be not with the Warriors. I think it's going to be for another short term deal. Yeah, I one think year so too. maybe with maybe second year with the player option, something like that. Yeah, him and KD will both go to the Knicks. He'll just sign a short term deal with the Knicks. That would be wild. The Knicks <sighs> would love Boogie. He's such a. He, I could see him with the Knicks. That would be great. Turn him around, Kyrie, or the Lakers. and KD. I would, damn. The the only issue with that is, is really have to kind of think about rooting for the Knicks. I don't want to do that though. Yeah, I don't know either. But that would be a good excuse for us to go to New York and go to the Garden. The Garden. Garden. All right, Peach. We'll uh, we'll do to this. Boogie. Shouts to Boogie. We'll do this again, maybe after Game Three or the.